The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. I don't know. Is there anything else before we start and get into this at all? Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm ready when you are. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I basically just, uh, I, I don't know how much prep work people normally do for these. Um, I, I just printed out a copy of the lyrics just in case there was any specifics that you asked upon. So I was something like, wait, what, when does he say that or something like that? And then, um, um, that's pretty much what I got. Um, I remember in the email you had asked about any specific live performances that, uh, that like maybe I would want to queue up or something, but I could have sworn, and maybe, maybe, you know, I don't, um, or I can't find it or remember, but I thought there was a time where Eddie made a, like kind of joked about it and said something about like, when I pay attention to the lyrics, they sound kind of creepy, but I could not find that anywhere. And then I'm like, well, maybe someone just said that to me after hearing the lyrics or something. Um, but I didn't know, but otherwise I didn't really have any, like, uh, like, Oh, you got to put this one on there. I know like the Ben Arroyo hall one was, was really good. And, um, mm-hmm. And then um, I was lucky enough to be at the the Moline show where they played No Code all the oh, way through. Oh, yeah, pretty cool. So yeah, that's that sounds familiar now that you mention it. I think. Yeah, I mean, it sounds familiar, but like I said, I can't. I don't know. You know, I, I listen to the, the the four versions I have like downloaded to my computer, um, and uh, and it wasn't any of those. So I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I might. That might be a bootleg I have then, since I remember that because I don't know. Was it Moline? Uh, you know, I went back and listened to the song. I, I listened to I'm Open, Into, Around the Bend, and then uh, whatever they played right afterwards. Maybe it was Corduroy or um, or Lightning Bolt or something. And I, he didn't seem to mention it there unless I unless I was not paying attention close enough in the Moline show. But um, they did seem to talk quite a bit during that show. So maybe he did or maybe he mentioned it a little later or something. Or maybe I didn't go back far enough. Maybe he said something about it before I'm Open or something. Hmm. Because like I said, it sounds familiar, but I can't really place it. Like it's not like it was something that stuck out. Like oh, it's absolutely from performance X or whatever, and I just can't remember. And uh, and I didn't really like research and listen to every single version they played. All you know, the few of them they have played or whatever. So yeah, great. Now I got more work to do to try to find. (laughs) Oh boo! I got to listen to more Pearl Jam. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 15 of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. I'm your host, Brandon Palomo. Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. I am your host, Brandon, and today, to talk about the song Around the Bend, I have Bradley Pisecki. Hello, Bradley. Hi, how you guys doing? Hey, I'm doing well. And how good, about good. you? Um, I'm hanging in there. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, we're pretty much the, uh, the stock answer nowadays. Right, yeah. So, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm doing okay, trying to hang in there, yep. Um, so, we're talking about the, the song that's closing out the album, No Code. Uh, but before we begin, Bradley, this is your first time on the show, so I, I just have to ask you, 
it's part it's part of my the contractual agreement I made when I when I said that I was going to do a Pearl Jam podcast and a, a track by track Pearl Jam podcast. I said, okay, now if you do this, every time you have a new person on, you got to get the story. You have to ask them, when did you first hear of Pearl Jam? Oh, okay. Um, well, I would say um, when I was quite young, uh, let's see, when I was in elementary school, uh, my dad would drive me and my brothers to school, and that was um, in the early 90s. So someone, um, a buddy of my dad's or an uncle or someone had passed along a couple cassette tapes with 10 and verses on there. And so he would play them, um, you know, like, well, on our ways to school. Um, but, you know, I'm in elementary school, so I'm more concerned on what villain the Ninja Turtles are going to fight that weekend or, <laughs> you know, or, or something like that or, uh, you know, or whatever. Um, but so I was, you know, that much of a music fan so much in elementary school. But uh, but my dad grew up listening to uh, a lot of progressive rock, Rush and Yes and Pink Floyd. But he also liked a lot of the stadium rock, too, you know, the Zeppelin, the Who, Aerosmith, all that good stuff. Um, but he was also a big time Neil Young fan. And so I'm not sure if maybe that's how maybe that was part of the reason he got introduced into Pearl Jam. And um, um, yeah, so so he was listening to listened to them a lot when I was younger. And then when I got my first CD player sometime in middle school, um, a lot of my classmates were big into green day and the offspring and smashing pumpkins and things like that. And, and, you know, I like those bands too and all, um, and I, you know, still do to this day. A lot of their, a lot of that stuff is, um, still pretty good to me. Um, but you know, like when I got my first CD player, a lot of times I would borrow CDs from my dad and he had by then had already had a couple of the Pearl Jam ones. Um, and so I, you know, started listening to them when I was playing video games or doing whatever in, in, in the, um, doing my homework and whatnot. And, uh, just kind of started, started really getting into them. And, and then they were actually the first live band I ever saw. So, uh, once I started getting into them, uh, I got tickets on the yield tour. And basically once I saw them live, I was, uh, uh, diehard for life. How old were you when you, uh, saw them? Um, that would have been, let's see, it would have been that I turned, 15 later that year so i would have been 14 when when the show happened and then and then later that fall i turned uh, 15 so was that um yeah the first did you get that album when it came out new or my, my dad had got the album when it came out and so that was the first album i like was because by then i was already kind of into them you know i'd listened to mainly 10 and verses a whole lot and um and i, I know he had vitality and no code but you know i'm not sure if maybe he had them in his in his truck or something, or they weren't like, you know, as easily for me to go grab when I was wanted to listen to music or something, but I was really into 10 and verses. And then when yield came out, I started listening to it a whole lot more and was reading along with the lyric book and, and, you know, and I, you know, so to this day, yield is, is still my favorite album. And I think um, a lot of that has to do is because like I said, that was when I was uh, kind of still formative of uh fandom yeah and then i just like fell in love with it and like i said seeing him live was um was was you know the icing on the cake there and uh um i did get binaural by then by the time binaural came out i had my driver's license and that was the first time i was able to you know right after school go to the local best buy or target or kmart or whatever wherever i would have got it at the time and uh and picked it up and listened to it right after uh you know the day it came out and stuff like that but um but uh, but yeah my dad got yield probably the first week it came out and um um, I think knowing that I was a fan and he was a fan of him too. Um, have you seen him with your dad? Um, yeah, actually I was going to say, um, on the no code, or I'm sorry, the riot act tour 
in 2003, uh, the Chicago show, I got, uh, I'd gotten a pair of tickets and I took my dad, um, and, uh, he, yeah, he really liked it. He, he enjoyed it a whole lot. And we've gone to several shows, um, uh, together, but mainly uh, that was the only Pearl Jam one. I, um, I'd gotten tickets to see Eddie solo back in 08 or 09. And, um, and I brought my dad with me to that one too. And he really liked that. Um, he, he liked, he likes the shows where you can stay seated the whole time. So I can't really, <laughs> can't blame him anymore. Um, um, so we've seen Neil Young a bunch of times too. And a lot of those shows are kind of, you know, in a theater with the, where, where you're seated the whole time and stuff like that too. So, um, uh, but yeah, just the one time uh, I was seeing Pearl Jam with him, though. But uh, but he liked it, and, and I, I did too. So. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. It's like, ah, next time I see Pearl Jam, am I going to want to stand or do I want to sit? I stand right. up all day at work. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, Sitting you know, down's nice. <laughs> exactly right. I, yeah, you know, once the show starts, the adrenaline takes over, and it's, you know, you don't, it's hard, it's hard to sit down. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but but you know, it's like you know, as I get older, I realize you know, there, you know, there's a lot to be said for a, a show where you could stay seated the whole time and really enjoy it. So, mm-hmm. but it's but you know, it's fun to rock out too. So, um, let's see. So, uh, this song was uh, written by Eddie as a lullaby for Jack Iron's son, and it debuted at mm-hmm. the '96 Showbox show. Uh, that they debuted a bunch of other no code songs on, and this is this is pretty much um, yeah. except for I'm open. This is the the song like I'm open, and this song are the two songs that they've played the least amount of times from No Code, which which seems kind of strange. Yeah, this. I mean, I can, I can I get I'm open as being not played as much, but yeah. um, but this one seems like you know it's 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 a nice like a pretty song, especially, um, you know, the last several tours they've done the, um, like where the first, they're coming back from their first encore break, they kind of do some slow songs or almost like a seated kind of, um, kind of thing. And, uh, it seems like it would fit in really well there. So I'm kind of a little surprised it doesn't get played, you know, a little more often. So yeah, this song closes out the album and pretty much, um, off he goes, closes off the first side and then this closes off the second side. So you got both sides kind of ending, kind of slow and yep. and so what when you were younger and you were first hearing this did you kind of like that or did you did you have an appreciation for it or were you just kind of like uh oh, yeah this is pearl jam ends their their songs uh or the ends their albums kind of slow or something yeah no i probably i like i don't remember exactly but i probably i i would say that like it's something I grew to appreciate, like, you know, like, you know, being like a teenager listening to it, I was, you know, obviously more into the heavier stuff, the rock and stuff, the stuff that you want to jump up and down to and things like that. And, you know, and, um, you know, as, as I got to see them live is when I kind of started appreciating a lot more of the slow songs, um, or I should say, yeah, learn to appreciate them more than I, than I had. Um, just because of the, you know, I understand that, you know, they'll use them as a, a time to let the crowd cool down or they'll take it to cool down themselves. And, um, you know, and then, like I said, as you get older and you, you find some meaning to some of the songs or you, um, you know, you, you, you know, maybe you attach a certain song to a, a memory or something like that, you know, songs gain more, um, importance to, you know, individuals and, um, um, yeah, so I, 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 I'm not saying like, like I said, I'm not, this isn't my absolute favorite song off the album. Um, but it's, you know, not my least favorite or anything like that. And, um, uh, but it is a song that took me a little more like, um, you know, a few more spins of the, of the CD to, uh, to fully appreciate. 
Yeah, for some reason, I always liked this song a little bit more than Off He Goes. For some reason, mm-hmm. I don't know why. It just kind of feels, I don't know, it kind of fits, I think, with the kind of ending an album. It's kind of, you know, like a lullaby. So it's kind of like, okay, everybody, let's let's get tucked in yeah. and get ready to put the album away because right. we're, we're over now. Yeah, no, I, I do think it's a very good, I, I think it's a good way to end the album, actually. Like, it works. It just, if, you know, and you say this, or I say this now, like, just because that's what I'm used to. And it's like, it's hard to think of, of like, you know, like, if you were to rearrange the order or end it with something else, it's like, oh, that just doesn't seem right. But, mm-hmm. you know, is, I only wonder, is it, does it, is it just like a perfect ending? Or is it just because that's what I'm used to? But, uh, but no, I agree that it is a, I mean, it does, it is a great way to end the album. Um I, I do personally like Off He Goes a little bit more, but but I still think that this is a you know it's it's a good song. It's it's, it's always like a it's a kind of a pretty song is how I, you know I like to think of it. Um, hmm. do you have somewhere that you want to <laughs> that you want to start with this? <laughs> like this, like the the yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, I don't know. Kind of. Uh, there's not really much in the way of information or anything like that like we were talking about before about like this yeah, the lyrics yeah and it, it is a very like straightforward kind of simple song musically i you know i just looked up how to play it and yeah. it's like oh yeah that's well, that's way easy i don't know why i never <laughs> learned earlier <laughs> Uh, I'm not that talented musically, so I, you know, so anything's hard, you know, hot cross buns is hard for me or so, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, um, yeah, but it, it does seem like very, like, like basic and very, uh, you know, not to, you know, dog any, any of them, obviously they're infinitely more talented than it, than I am or anything like that, or than, you know, a lot of people, but, uh, but like I said, it does seem like a very simple, just easy song and, uh. Um, but it, yeah, and like like you said earlier, it, you know, it's, it's written as a lullaby, and it just sounds like it. It's just like it's just like a, a perfect thing, and it's yeah, it's kind of seeing someone off to sleep and everything, and it's um, like I said, it's or like you said, it's a good way to end the album because of that. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I think some people were saying that it's kind of at least when you get into the um, the third verse, it's kind of like oh, you know, mm-hmm. I've you know, if it's about jack singing to his son or something like that it's kind of like oh you know i've i've been uh you know in these bands and stuff like that and all these moments that i've missed you know it's kind of like it's like ah you know that's kind of the way that right yeah having a you know rock and roll lifestyle is but it is also sort of you know as an adult and you know if you have a child it's kind of like you know there's going to be moments that you miss sometimes because you're working or something and you got to kind of try to find a balance between you know I want to be there, but I got to make sure I'm 
providing for you and everything like that and yep yeah i, I get that 100 percent. i uh i mean i don't have any kids but i just remember as a kid uh, my dad would have to work the 3 to 11 shift from time to time and so there would be times where he wasn't home like in the evenings for dinner and, and you know doing homework and going to bed and stuff but i'd, I'd see him in the morning or like you said he, or I, you know i mentioned he gave us rides to school in the morning but then by the time we'd come home he'd be at work or something so uh so yeah so um so yeah i thought that was a, a very cool line from the song or just very like you know meaningful to me as well like that's something i could relate to really well in the song about uh not being able to see someone you know every single night and things like that so. Personally, I'm kind of weird as far as like my parents go and everything like that. We're not like at each other's throats and I say like I hate my parents or anything like that. But it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, I love them. I guess they're around and, you know, I talk to them and everything. And it just kind of is like, oh, yeah, they're just buddies or something like that that I that have been around my whole life and everything like that. And I uh, I have a five year old and it's it's kind of. Like, it's like, oh, man, my little girl, I love her and yeah. everything like that. And then I'm thinking, it's like, holy crap, did my parents feel this way about me that I feel about my kid? Oh, my gosh, that's blowing my mind. Oh, man. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm excited to try to uh, experience that someday. You know, I've got a fiance and, you know, we've uh, like to have kids someday and I'd like to introduce them to Pearl Jam and other good music and things. So I could uh, so I'm, I'm excited to, to do that as well. Is there anything specifically like lyrically or something like that in the song that um, that stands out to you or that kind of uh, uh, hits a memory or, or something in you? Um, well, not particularly. I, like I said, the, the, the thing we mentioned a, a few minutes ago here about the uh, all the moments that you've missed kind of thing was a little bit. But I just remember one of the first times reading through this uh, or listening to the song and reading along, um, there was the line that says, my fingertips, uh, they close your eyes. And mm -hmm. that always made me think of like, well, wait a second, is this someone who passed away? Because, you know, you see on TV shows and movies that usually when someone, you know, is dead, they have to close their eyes with their fingers. <laughs> and so it made me think like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, wait, is there way more meaning to the song that, you know, and and then I think I just like, ah, eh, maybe I'm just overthinking it. So, yeah, there's a there's a thing that um like some kids have or something like that, where like you uh, get your finger and you kind of like like trace down their nose or something like that. As they're like, and like it kind of like hypnotizes them and like they'll fall asleep and stuff like that. Wow, I've never heard that. I got, I'll have to remember that technique for uh, sometime in the future. Yeah. Well, you know, if uh, any, anybody who, uh, you know, has kids, they'll, uh, they'll want to give new parents all this advice. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And then like <laughs> nothing ever works. It's all different. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's different. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you'll go oh, into yeah. it like, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make sure they eat vegetables, make sure there's no screen time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the best parent. And then you're just like, oh, my God, I can't do this. You got to watch TV. You got right, to exactly, eat yeah. something here. Here's right. more mac and cheese. I don't care. Just eat something. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yep. Here's something. Put it in your mouth. So. Yeah, I don't know. Some of these songs, they're just kind of like, especially those like real like straightforward ones. There's not that much to say, yeah, and like, yeah, it's not like my favorite favorite song, you know, from the album, but it's kind of 
it is, you know, on a on a pretty strong album, it, it definitely yeah. isn't, you know, the weak the weak point in it. No, uh, yeah, I would agree. And um and this is one that I actually would probably more frequently go back to, like I would say over the past, I don't know, like 10 years or something like that. Like if I'm just like, I don't know, let's throw on a couple songs here, or throw something on like a, a playlist or something like that. Um, this would be one probably more, I'd be more likely to put something like this um, than, you know, like one of the big hits or something like that, just because it's, you know, it's different. And, you know, especially if I'm trying to, if I was going to use, like, make a playlist for somebody else or for, like, I don't know, like a party or something like that. I don't know if this was much of a party song, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, something something where people, you know, I, you, I'd like to give them something they're not going to expect. And, you know, you know everybody's, like, ex- would expect me to throw a Pearl Jam song on a mix, but maybe they wouldn't expect me to throw on something like Alive or Jeremy or something. But I'd, you know, throw them a curveball and play something like this or, you know, or Parting Ways or something. Something that just has a little more depth and a little, you know, it's something different. And, um, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, like you know sometimes you know if i'm just cruising around or something um i still have an old school ipod with the little uh scroll wheel on it and uh, oh yeah yeah and and I, i'm also one of the probably one of like six people left in the world maybe who still buys cds i have a whole bunch of cds <laughs> and uh i i prefer to get my stuff on a cd and then i have a uh, my laptop that has still has a disk drive that I'll move it, you know, rip it onto my computer to put it on my iTunes and um, uh, and then still li- and it's you know it's easy where I work it's easier if I'm going to li- be able to listen to music or something at work I could plug in my iPod I don't have to rely on internet service or Wi-Fi to to get that because I don't yeah, always yeah. have the strongest internet signal where I you know at work so um, so having an iPod or having the music downloaded to uh, a device is so much better so um but yeah like if i was just driving around and skipping around and like all right let's throw on some pearl jam you know it's i'd be more likely to play something like this than a song i've heard a billion times or something like that or something i could wouldn't stumble upon the radio or something so yeah and, and plus if you're uh you know if you're streaming or downloading or something like that that's going to eat at precious battery that you can use for exactly. listening to this stuff Exactly right. Yes, it's listening to more Pearl Jam or other episodes of your Pearl Jam podcast. So, oh hey now, hey thanks. <laughs> I'll make sure I Venmo you the uh, pong money. Uh, well, I guess I have, a qu- have you uh, had the pleasure or the uh, opportunity to see this live? Uh no. This is one of the uh, I think like five songs from No Code that I haven't seen live yet. How, and 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 you. Yes, I uh, well, at actually one of the uh, the first time I saw it, I've, I've actually seen it three times. I was lucky enough to see it three times. Um, twice uh, the Grand Rapids show in 2006 is one of my favorite shows I've I, I ever attended, and they played it there, and it was one of the first times they ever did a uh, like I mentioned earlier, like a seated first part of the encore, and and they kind of busted it out there, and I really had did not expect it, and I was like floored, like oh how cool is this to see, you know? Because at that point they'd only played it like five times or something and that was you know 10 years after it had been released it was only it was only like its fifth time and then um i saw him a couple more times that year in 06 and they actually i want to say they kind of called an audible i never got to see the handwritten set list but i remember right before they played around the bend they uh eddie ran over to stone or to jeff or someone and they kind of like talked a little bit and then they and then they played this so i i feel like it wasn't on the set list or maybe they just changed the order or something um um, so that that was kind of neat to see it there, and then um, and then I was lucky enough to be at the the Moline show where they played No Code all the way through. So so I got to see it there too. Heck yeah! But I'd gladly see it again. It's a, like I said, it's a it's a it's a good one to see. Um, you know, it's not that hard for them to 
to mess it up, but you know, you know, I mean, anybody can mess anything up, but, uh, but they usually, like I said, in the three times I've seen it, they've performed it well. And other times I've heard it on various bootlegs and stuff. They seem to do a good job with it. And it, and it is, it's a nice, it's a nice change of pace. It's a nice, you know, uh, a little bit of a break and, um, and it's, you know, it's not all that common to see it. So it's, you know, when you see it, it's kind of like, you kind of feel like you're getting a treat, so to speak. I don't know if this song would be that appreciated at a, at a, at shows, I, it kind of seems like, oh, this is like the perfect time to like go get a beer or something like that. Because it's kind of like, oh, you know. Right. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I, I know I would stay. I'd be glued to the seat. You know, I just. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't because I wouldn't want to miss it. But uh, um, but yeah, I, I could see that, especially amongst like like maybe casual fans or people who are uh, like there as guests of others or something like that. You know, there's like, I don't recognize this song. I'm going to I'll be right back or I'm going to run and see if the, the poster line is still two miles long or if it's shortened down to one mile. Or something, so. <laughs> yeah, but it is definitely, I think, one of those one of those songs. I mean, ex- except for for you, who's had some weird ass luck that's been that's seen in. Yeah, exactly. It's, I have some weird luck sometimes when it comes to seeing uh, seeing some some songs. I know, like like the song "Education" has only been played nine times, and I was there for four of them. And oh, then, wow. uh, And like "Black, Red, and Yellow" has only been played seven times, and I was there for three of them. So, oh, I, I get some weird ones. But then, but then there are other songs like uh, like album songs like "Tremor Christ" I've never seen. Yeah, you're gonna have to find out what shows you go to next and try to get a <laughs> tickets to those ones. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I seem to have some good luck. I'm not 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 to brag or you know pat myself on the back. It's just a, I guess, lucky hack, ha- happenstance for me because uh, I was at the yeah the No Code show. I was at the Milwaukee show where they played Yield, and then I visited my friend in South Carolina for his birthday and said, "Hey, let's go see Pearl Jam." And that was the show they played Versus all the way through. So oh wow, yeah. So it's, so I've I've, I've uh, you know like I said, I'm uh, I'm grateful for what I've seen, and I will. Um, you know, can't ever complain if they, you know, don't, uh, if I see them and they, they don't play something, you know, uh, that I've never seen before or anything like that. That's, you know, I'm happy to see what I have and what, or what I've, what I have seen and I'll ha- I'll happily see them play songs I've seen a bunch of times. So it's just, it's just fun. Is there anything else about this song that you get out there? Yeah, not really. I mean, I can't really think too much. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot more to it, actually. You know, it's uh, like I said, the, we, we mentioned the lyrics are straightforward. The music's pretty straightforward. It's a um, mm. good ending to the album. You know, it's it's cool to see live. Uh, I'm not sure what else uh, what else is out there about this. Yeah, I know it's always kind of uh, I don't know. You know, you get the the lines at the end. You know, you're an angel when you sleep. How I want your soul to keep. I was gonna say that I could understand where like the creepiness of that comes in and I, I know we mentioned this before uh like before the the podcast started is i thought there was a time where eddie brought that up at one of the shows and one of the live bootlegs and he had said something about uh man you know when you look at these the lyrics it, it sounds kind of creepy or something like that but but uh you know i couldn't find it anywhere so maybe i'm just imagining it or maybe it was someone standing next to me when they played it live one time or something or or maybe it exists and i just kind of skipped over it when i was looking through some uh, some of the versions uh and the by bootlegs or, or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I, I could see how it could be misinterpreted as kind of, kind of creepy or something. But, uh, but I think we know, we, you know, we know the, uh, the real story behind it and that it's all, it's a very sweet story. Yeah. And I don't know, sometimes you have kids and you're like, Oh man, I want you to stay small forever. And it's just, Oh, it's so cool. And, yeah. and it's always bittersweet, but then you're kind of like, Oh, you know, it's kind of like every age has its own sort of things that are fun about it and everything. But I don't know. It's like, Oh, 
they're getting older. Wait, that means I'm getting older. Oh crap! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think this is this would be a song that's like you'd probably appreciate it more as a parent, I would think, um, uh, than you know than you know someone else. But uh, you know, it's, I guess like I said, it's it's it's, it's relatable to people. And uh, but um, at, you know, like I said, as, as a parent, you probably relate to it even more so than uh, than many others. It's all those weird things like. Uh... I don't know. There'll be like just like commercials on TV, and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm crying because it's about right, yeah. growing up and all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, yeah. So let's wrap it up, and uh, and uh, I'll I'll ask you, what's uh, do you think that there's something that uh, people should do that are listening to this to try to um, spread kindness or try to uh, uh, just brighten somebody else's day? Um, well, honestly, uh, there's all sorts of good answers for this, but, uh, I, I, oddly, most, most of the people listening to this probably already, uh, you know, are, are pretty respectful to people, but that's always, you know, my thing is just be respectful of others. You know, it's like, you know, at the grocery store, give people their personal space, you know, you know, hand them their, your shopping cart when you're done, things like that. Just the, it's the smallest little things that can go a long way and just simple little acts, acts of kindness and stuff. Just make, make the world better. It's, you know, it's a, if you know if you if you put yourself in other people's shoes you, you learn to appreciate a lot more stuff and you appreciate what you have and you know maybe you understand where people are coming from or you know what what kind of things they're going through and it's just you know it's, it's one of those things where you know we're all in this together you know be it you know your your family your your city your state your country the world everybody's we're all in this together we all you know no one's you know completely by themselves here and uh and you know just just even simply smiling at somebody can go a long way. So I guess, I guess that's, uh, that's what I would say. Yeah. Everybody's pretty much just in their own heads every day. So, yeah. Well, I remember I used to play uh, hockey with a guy who had he, he, on his hockey helmet, he had like small stickers and, and I guess this would probably be the best, easiest way to do it is he had a sticker on his helmet that said, don't be a dick. And I would say mm-hmm. that's probably the best advice you could give to anybody is just don't be a dick. Just be nice to people. And just, you know, just, you know, I, everybody's got a bad day. So, you know, don't, don't take it out on other people. And Thanks for coming on the show, Brandley. And oh, no. always, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having even me. Even though if there's... I have- Good Even though time. there's not much to say about a about a song, it's always good to to talk a little Pearl Jam and you know. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, like I said, I'm down for this. When you know, if you if you got some kind of last minute cancels cancelization or something, and you need someone to step in, uh, you know, I might not be as uh, well versed on some songs as others, but uh, um, I'm always willing to chit chat about Pearl Jam, and uh, I think that's one of the few topics that I I'm not saying an expert but that I know more about than other things this and maybe hockey or the Chicago Blackhawks and uh you know maybe uh the Simpsons or Saturday Night Live or something like that <laughs> I've got some, some knowledge on that stuff too but uh but aside from that Pearl Jam is probably one of the the most fun things for me to talk about with people so I'm always willing to uh um to be an ear for you or uh, another uh voice in the in the room or however you want to look at it yeah all right man yeah, I'll have I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll have you back for uh, from for something else. Uh, uh, I don't know if it'll be better, but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I have more yeah. to say, but <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah, like I said, I'll be back. And anytime you'll have me, I'll come back and uh, and give you. Yeah, maybe next time we'll have some more thoughts to, on, on the songs or something. The Better Band Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. 
All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at betterbandpod. I am on Twitter at Brandon P. B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you like the job I'm doing here, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Brandon P and leave me a $3 tip or give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to tell your friends. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Bradley and as always, this is Brandon saying... God has no place within these walls, just like facts have no place within organized religion. <laughs>